It's Big Toe, the B-I-G-T-O, and we checking into the Laboratory Podcast. We're going to get right into it. I know everybody been waiting on episode one. Well, guess what? Episode one here. So <laughs> let's get right off into it. Y'all just sent me in some polls. You know, I, I dropped a couple polls. Y'all sent in some topics about what y'all wanted me to talk about. So y'all sent in some stuff. We're going to get right into it. I ain't going to waste no time. But remember, whenever you click on this page, it's the big toe, the B-I-G-T-O. You feel me? That's always it. And spell it out when you say it too. It's the B-I-G-T-O. But anyway, we're going to get right into the lab. All right, so somebody sent in the first thing they wanted me to talk about is what made me want to start a podcast. To be honest, I sit back and I saw like Vlad TV interviewing people. I saw I know Jumper interviewing people. I saw a whole bunch of people just doing their thing, pushing their platform. And what you got to realize in life is nobody is, is better than anyone in this life. And it's if they can have an opinion, I can have an opinion too. And I got a lot of things I want to say, and I feel like I'm really misunderstood in my own community. People don't really know me. Some people at school, they know the school side of me. They don't know the silly side. My man's in them back in the trenches. They know the different side of me. So it's like this is the place where y'all going to get to see the full Tory on display all the time. And I just felt like, why shouldn't I have my own platform where I could come speak my mind? Because it's really therapeutic for you to come in here and you set up these lights and you say how you feel and you don't have to filter yourself. And that's one thing I don't want y'all to do when y'all tap into the lab. Like when you send in your comments and stuff, you don't have to filter yourself. This is all about us encouraging one another to be the best versions of ourselves. And I felt like, how come I can go public speak, speak at Rising Black Men events, do all of that, and not have my own platform? I'm tired of working for institutions. I'm tired of working for organizations and them profiting off of my talents. Why not me do something that's going to make me feel good? So it's like, this is all in preparation and i want everyone to grab inspiration from this if i can start a brand i bought all of this stuff that you see in here that's my phone these my cameras that's my mixer that's that's my laptop if i can do it man you can do it whatever you want to do if you want to record videos if you want to start your own clothing line whatever you want to do you can do it you start an instagram page you put some money behind yourself and before anybody else believe in you you believe in yourself and that's what made me want to start a podcast because I feel like I could bring that to the community. So if if no one can tell you to stop or to slow up, it's all on you. When you want it, you go out and get it. I tapped in with Derez, made him hit him up like, hey, bro, can you make my can you make my intro? Paid $100 for the intro, spent 800 on equipment. I really put some time into this. So it's like I just know in life, anything that you put your time into, people is going to respect it as much as you respect it. If you respect your brand, people are going to respect your brand. And I'm a respectable person. So why not have a podcast where I can come be myself and y'all can get to know the four versions of me? So that's really why I started a podcast. And shout out to my man, Sia, who asked the question. She tapping into the lab. I know she watching right now. Shout out to you, G, on Big Toe. All right. But um, the next question somebody asked me is how you got into grad school and maximized your time in college. So I'm going to take y'all through. All right. So. I went to Cass. I'm going to take y'all all the way back to high school. I had like a 2.6 at Cass. I wasn't really doing the best. You know, my brother, he really smart. He had like a 3.8 winning Bill Gates Millennium Scholarships. I was in there, bro, failing. Like, Mr. Marable, if you watching this, Miss <laughs> Holmes, if you watching this, y'all done failed me so many times, bro. This joke not even funny. I was hiding my transcript for myself. Like, y'all, y'all are some dangerous people, man. I hope y'all watching this, and I hope... And I hope y'all taking this as all disrespect. No cap. But anyway, 
I just I knew in high school that this wasn't that I wasn't really good at school. So when I knew that I was coming into college, I started to push the skills that I knew I was good at. So I was always been a great networker. I've always been a leader. I've always been a great talker. So I ended up getting an internship at Quicken Loans State Farm. I got into MGP. And like from those experiences, I just started learning that it's really about you putting yourself out of your comfort zone so you can get into those rooms that you don't even know exist. So when I got to school, my first semester, I remember I went to, if you hip and you go to MSU, um, E.T., the hip-hop preacher, he has these little things on campus. And I went there, and he was like, write down your desired GPA. And I wrote down a 2.8 because I had never got above a 2.8 in high school. And I just felt like if I could get that, if I can even just stay here, I'd be well worth it. So, you know, I was hanging out with my friends the first couple of weeks, and we was out till 5 o'clock in the morning every day playing around. And I remember I got a 13% on my first math 101 exam after that i didn't hang out with them for the rest of the semester i tapped right into school and i got a 4.0 on my first semester and it was the first time in my life i ever really felt smart and i'm like with my mix of soft skills and academic skills if i put this together i could do anything so my freshman year the summer i told myself i wanted to get into grad school I emailed the advisor of my program i started asking her about how could i get in from that time i became RBM president. I won a John G. Walsh scholarship. I did so many crazy things. I did internships. I just interned with Quicken Loans a couple um, last summer. So from that point on, I just believed in myself. So I was talking to them the whole time. Junior year came around and I'm like, man, my grandparents had just passed and I was, I was really going through it. But I was like, you know what? I want to get into grad school. So I'm asking people to um, help me prepared to apply to grad school and a lot of people around telling me like you too young you shouldn't do that so you know i go off on a limb i submit my application three letters of recommendation they came back and told me that my letters of recommendation didn't support how academically smart that they thought i was and i just i couldn't understand that because i just felt like i felt like it was some some other factors that played into that you know we don't do the politics i felt like it was harder for me because i was a black man honestly and i just I didn't take that well. So when I went back to the drawing board, they like, yeah, bring back two more letters of recommendation. I looked them dead in their face, came back a week later, five more letters of recommendations. I turned in eight letters of recommendation junior year to get into grad school, got into grad school. From that point forward, I won another scholarship, Passion and Dreams from MGP, came into this school year, motivated, got COVID, got in a car crash, all of that, like terrible time. So from that point forward, I told myself I was going to apply my assistantship. Been talking to the people that deal with my assistantship since I was a sophomore in college. End up getting the assistantship. I'm so blessed. So now my whole college experience is paid for. And the best way I could tell somebody to like maximize their time and that I did is don't wait. People go tell you you're too young to be in rooms. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. But who are they to determine where your path going to go for yourself? You have to have vision. And this is just big in life. When it came to starting my own podcast, when it came to grad school, you got to have vision. You got to see stuff before other people see it. You got to believe it before other people believe it. When I was a kid, I had a seizure disorder. They told me I couldn't play sports. I was the captain of the basketball team. It, it, you got to have vision. You got to see it when other people fail to see it. Sometimes people don't want to see greatness for you because it highlights the insecurities in themselves. And you got to be honest and know who you around. So... Honestly, that's how I maximized my time in college. I didn't wait. 
I didn't wait on anybody to tell me it was time to go or it's time to do this or it's time to do that. I went off of my own intuition. And if I said it was time to get into grad school, it's time to get in grad school. If I said it was time to do a scholarship, it was time to do a scholarship. I didn't care if I was too young. I didn't care if I was too old. I apply for everything. So the best thing I could tell you is maximize your time. Don't wait. Don't wait. From the time you hit the door, don't wait. Go get what you want. And that's just in life. That's not even just in school. Go get what you want. Don't wait. And don't expect other people to care about what you got going on as much as they care about themselves. Because your friends might not understand. I don't know if my friends understood when I didn't come back around them first semester after I got that 13%. But I knew that they loved me and I knew that they would want the best for me anyway. Because them the people I surround myself with. Shout out to J-Bug. Shout out to Demo. Shout out to Bruce too. I'm just, <laughs> but those the people I surround myself with. And I couldn't really care at the time about what they would want for me because I knew what I wanted for myself. So that's how you got to be. You got to see it. You got to believe it before other people do. And just don't wait. And this is a huge mantra for this podcast. When you log into YouTube, when you log into Spotify, Apple, and you click on this podcast, we all about living and not existing. So we not just existing here, we living. So to fully live your life to the fullest, we need you to don't wait. Don't let your parents, don't let people tell you what you should do. Don't wait. Start living and stop existing. So we're going to hop right into financial tips because people want me to get into this. And it's crazy because it all connects into what I've been talking about this whole time I've been sitting here. To really be good at finance, you have to know yourself. So before you log on to social media, you want to look into investing. You want to look into doing this. You want to look into doing that. Take a risk assessment and really sit down with yourself and say, what type of person am I when it comes to investing, when it comes to budgeting? Because if you don't know yourself, you're going to try to go out here and copycat what everybody else does. And then it's not going to work for you. And you're going to be confused. But it's because we're all different people. Maybe you can make, your friend can make 90000 and they can spend 4000 on rent and be cool with it. And they, they blood pressure not flowing at night and they not sitting up there shaking, scared that they're going to lose their crib. You might be somebody who you can only sensibly pay $2,000 for your apartment because that's what makes you feel comfortable. So before you get into investing, before you get into budgeting or Creating your financial plan, get to know yourself. Know what you're willing to risk. Know what you are willing to spend. And the key number one rule to investing, when you invest, you don't invest money that you need. And I say this because if you invest $500, you have to be okay with losing $500. You can't invest $500 and expect $600. You can't invest any money and expect a return. If you do, you'll go broke. And honestly, that's how a lot of people have. You have to invest extra money that if it makes you money, cool. If it loses money for you, cool. But to even do that, to know what type of stocks, if you want to do growth stocks or penny stocks or whatever you want to do, we just going to start at this first step. Take a risk assessment and get to know yourself because it's all connected mentally, physically, spiritually, financially. You have to know yourself before you can even start on that journey to become what you want to become or be the person that you want to be later on. Get to know yourself financially. Get to know what makes you alarmed, what makes you feel comfortable, how much you need to save to feel comfortable, what you need your life to look like for you to feel comfortable. It's not about doing things for everybody else. It's about doing things for you. So that's one thing I say. That's the financial tip I'm going to give y'all for today. And even in finance, you're living, not existing. Whatever makes you feel like you're living. I'm not going to go out here and tell you, of course you shouldn't spend more than a third on your salary, a third of what you got coming in. You shouldn't live above your means. But if that's living and not existing for you, I can't tell you how to live your life. 
You live your life for you. When you come to this podcast, I'm going to give you some advice from my perspective. But by no means am I somebody who's a dictator who's telling you how you should move and how you should do things. And this is the only way. This is my opinion. So live and don't exist. Live and don't exist. So we going to get into <laughs> the silly topics now. Now somebody sent this in and I know who sent it in and I know you watching this. And John, if you are watching this, bro, I want you to say, you are the silliest nigga ever, bro. You sent in that you want me to talk about eating ass. All right, bro. Now, listen, bro. <sighs> Big Toe don't do these type of activities. I'm going to just be honest with y'all, man. I, I'm not out here eating ass. Uh, I got a girlfriend. She watching. Aviance. Six years, baby. I love you. This might be kind of embarrassing because the first time I brought you up on my podcast, I'm talking about eating ass. You feel me? You know, <laughs> ass, pussy, grapes, oranges. Only thing that don't fit to that topic is grapes because I eat all that shit. I'm just. <laughs> but no, no, no. It's funny because I remember being in the lunchroom as a kid. And bro, if you even said that you like. Thought about eating pussy or something. Man, you would get flamed so hard. Like, people would act like that was the nastiest thing in the world. You fast forward four or five years, we all out here licking litter box out here. Doing everything nasty out here. So, it's just crazy because, bro, that Janae Aiko song where she was like, eat the booty like Like, that expanded my mind. Like, I didn't even know that was a thing. Like, me and my niggas didn't even know this was a thing. And to the butt munchers out there, bro, don't get offended. You feel me? That's not, I'm not trying to offend you. If you a butt muncher... Are you watching this, bro? There's nothing wrong with being a butt muncher. Not eating random booty. Y'all some nasty niggas, man. Y'all are disgusting out there eating. But if you're a butt muncher, please don't be offended. I'm just not one of you. I'm not part of that community. But my stance on it is do what you need to do to make your partner happy. If your partner like getting her ass ate or he, he or she or whatever they identify as, if they like getting their ass ate and you want to eat their ass, that's y'all business. You feel me? I just know personally... If John, John, if you watching this, you you made me gave me the most uncomfortable topic for my first episode, bro. I would not be taking no more suggestions for you, John. Unfollow the page and everything. But I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But honestly, it's all about what y'all want to do. I'm not really into that. But like I say, we all have a certain perception of sex when we at the current state of life. Thirty years old, I might be sitting here telling y'all I'm a butt muncher too. I get down too. You feel me? So you just never know, man. It's evolution. It's evolution, man. But butt muncher, man, that's not that's not me, man. That's not me right now, man. But for all of my faithful and and all my faithful black men, you know, I'm part of the association. If y'all out here eating ass, man, protect yourself. Whoever out here eating ass, make sure it's clean. You know what I'm saying? Just make sure it's clean. Y'all do y'all checks and stuff, bro. I'm just letting y'all know, man. Big toe not part of that. I'm not a part of that. I'm not a part of that community, man. I'm sorry if I offended some people. Actually, I'm not sorry because this is the laboratory podcast and I'm going to say what I want to say here. I'm unfiltered. Do y'all know that? I'm not I'm not sitting here to please you. I'm sitting here. I'm trying to provide some entertainment and some insight for you, but I will never change my opinion. Now, if I learned something, I'm willing to say I was wrong, but I'm not going to sit here and filter myself. I, I got to filter myself at school. I got to filter myself for certain space. I will not filter myself on my own platform. So if you was watching this, I want you to know that. Please take that to heart. I'm not going to filter myself on the lab. Because this is the lab. And this is the place where we live and we don't exist. So, let's go into current events. Now listen, man. Y'all always getting me into some drama. 
And it's, it's crazy because it's only one episode. But I, I just know this is going to happen for the rest of life. Because y'all that know me, y'all know how I feel about certain situations. But I will tell y'all right now. We don't disrespect black women on this podcast. So we're not going to get on here and talk about anybody's appearances and their looks. We talk about actions. So we're going to talk about the actions that this person did. And I'm not the person who comes spilling the tea. You're not going to get no screenshots on the screen. This segment is actually called If You Know You Know. Because coming to this segment already knowing I'm going to send these topics out and y'all going to know what we're talking about. Because I'm not the police and I'm not going to be pulling up screenshots and putting indictments on people. That's not how Big Toe get down. But we're going to talk about surviving Detroit Flower Co. Okay, so I was on Twitter, man. Y'all some dangerous people. All right, so I'm looking, and I see it's a discrepancy about an employee that left the company who felt like they were mistreated and um, certain things that the Detroit Flower Co. girl. I'm going to say the Detroit Flower Co. girl because I don't put, like I'm saying, I'm not out here putting cases on people. I'm not saying names or none of that. But the, the owner of Detroit Flower Co., she was verbally abusing some of her employees. And to that, I have to say that I understand that she's young. She's running a really big business. And she's getting a lot of accolades. But one thing I can tell you is that we all are one current event or one ass whooping. And one ass whooping or one mishap in life from being humble. And no matter if you got $10 million, $10,000, $10, or $0.10 cent in your pocket, you got to remain humble. No matter if you somebody's no matter if you're an employee or an employer, you gotta remain humble. And I feel like this is just a situation that she should learn from that's showing her, hey, if you don't fix your act, one day you're gonna be somebody employee again. And would you want somebody to treat you like that? What if your friends pulled up at your house and showed you the text messages that you sent to them? That they bossed, like if they if somebody else was their boss, if y'all following me. What would you say? Wouldn't you sit there and be like, dang, girl, she she tripping. She doing too much. That's not professional. You got to look at it like that. And you got to look at it as you got a gift. You a black woman. You got a black business. And you got black women and black people working for you. And in all of these spaces and institutions, we sometimes we working for white people and they can't even understand us. So if it's any place that black women and black men should be able to go work for where they're going to feel respected is black business. And you got to respect these people. Because these are the people who, when you out here accepting awards, they at the shop working. They want to help your dream come true. Jaden and Bruce sitting in this room right now because they trying to help my dream come true of being the best podcast and, and getting what I want to get. To. I could never disrespect them. Matter of fact, shout out to Bruce and Jaden for coming through and helping me. And that's the truth. You got to respect the people that, that help you in your platform. You might feel like you could do flowers better or they could do this better or they could do that better. But they trying. They trying to help you and your business grow. All I'm going to tell you is if you're listening to this, this is not to bash you. This is open up your eyes to your opportunity. That's what I'm saying. When you can't get accepted, I mean, when you can't get excited about your reality, you get excited about your opportunity. And you, your reality right now is that people aren't liking you. They bashing you, calling you all different types of names on Instagram and Twitter. And you can either live in that reality and bask in that negativity or you can live with the opportunity you have to change and to help other black women grow and inspire other people. So when you're watching this, if this even gets to you, just know you got an opportunity to overcome your reality. But it's all on you and it's all in your mind. Inspire more people. Put more out there instead of sitting here disrespecting people. And that's, that's all I can say to you. And I'm hoping that you bounce back from this. And I'll even still support 
later on. But I, I would be lying if I say, as a consumer, I'm not watching your next moves. That's going to tell us a lot. So a lot of people is going to watch what you do next. And I don't know if I'm going to be um, sitting here buying more flowers if I can't see that you respecting your, your peoples. So if, I, if anything, I would tell you, respect your peoples and, like, just understand as consumers, when people buy your brand, they buy into the, the everybody has a right to an opinion, but when they really spending money, like I spent $200 on some flowers, I spent $10 on Kroger flowers. But just because you own the business, I spent $200 on some flowers for my girlfriend. And I feel like if I'm willing to spend money with you just to support your business, I think you should be willing to show people respect. So I hope that you come back from this and that you bounce back. But... Yeah, just learn from this experience. I don't want you to feel down or anything. And this isn't a place where on the lab that we going to bash you. That's not what's about to happen. And I just hope you know that coming from us. But we cover topics here. You might not come here and hear what you like, but it's never malicious or personal. And I would never sit here cracking jokes and about a black woman's appearance on this podcast for some laughs. I laugh about certain situations and stuff because I'm not perfect either. But at the same time... I'm not going to sit here and crack a whole bunch of jokes about you. So I hope you listen to this and you learn something from it. But now we're going to cover the Dirk and Youngboy beef. <laughs> and the reason we're going to cover this is because a lot of people in the industry, when, this, when these type of beefs happen between two rappers, fans feel the need to take sides and be in people's comments, talking about people's dead relatives and stuff like that. And I just, I don't like the way that it makes us look as a people. Because at the same time, these people have problems. But as fans, we don't have to pick sides or instigate the beef because we don't deal with the ramifications of the actions of what comes behind that stuff. That's not, when somebody talks about somebody's dead relative, that's not your dead relative. You don't know how it felt when they lost them. So why would you be in comments and, and you know, inciting the beef more, trying to stir the pot? Now, do I agree with them beefing? I can't tell another man what he should be able to, what he's willing to defend and what he shouldn't be willing to defend. If you feel like you want to beef with somebody, go ahead. But what I can tell the fans is don't champion people to go out here and beef with each other and kill each other and then be in the comment section saying people dumb when they do it. Like, y'all literally trick people out of the streets to y'all in here. Y'all over here like, oh, you still ain't slid for Vaughn, Dirk. Like, why is that your business, bro? That man then lost countless relatives and friends and everything. And you over here judging this man in his comment section, talking about somebody you know nothing about. Some of y'all fans, I walk around. I was literally in Fairlane Mall and saw somebody with a fitted hat on that said V-Roy on the side. Y'all don't even know these people. Like, you don't even know King Von. And you walking around, like, with that on your hat. Now, I understand you being a fan, bro, but you don't have to take on the personal beefs, man. Y'all don't have to... Look, it's a song. <laughs> it's some music. That's what it should be to y'all. It shouldn't be nothing realer than that because y'all not going to get out there and defend nobody and y'all not going to get out there. And this is not y'all family. Like, just, just I would say, don't incite the beef. Dirk and Youngboy, if this is what y'all want to do, go ahead and do it. Uh, I'm not going to tell y'all what y'all should do. I wish it would stop. I wish it could. It could come to an end and y'all could talk stuff out. But when blood shed between people, there's no way you can tell people to calm down. If somebody lost a friend or something to a beef, it's hard to tell people to calm down. So I'm praying for y'all. I hope that nobody gets hurt and the better outcomes prevail. 
But for the fans, bro, don't incite beef and then be mad when y'all see people like actually buying into the beef and doing more stuff. Don't incite beef. Listen to the music if you like a rapper more or you don't like a rapper more, bro. That's your opinion, bro. But all of that personal stuff, just don't do that, man. That's not good. That's not good. But um, we going to get into should Devin Booker be MVP. In my estimation, now look, D-Book, he cool, bro. He real cool. And, like, the Phoenix Suns is real good. But I do not think Devin Booker should be MVP. And the reason I don't think Devin Booker should be MVP is simple. Because it really should be KD. <laughs> it's really simple. Because I love KD. I just don't feel like – I feel like Devin Booker – he need. I feel like this. This isn't the season for him to win MVP. I feel like next season is the season to win MVP. Because when I watch Suns games, I'll check the box score and Devin Booker and scored a lot of points. But it's like that command of taking over a game that I feel like D. Book's still a little timid, and I feel like he could get a little bit better when controlling the pace of the game and also just taking over when he see fit. And I feel like that's why the Suns, it's going to be really telling. If D-Book is aggressive and he wants to go out and, you know, shake people up and do what he want to do on the court in the playoffs, they could possibly win the championship, but they could also lose if he's too passive. So I feel like he's still learning to pick his spots. And I feel like next season is going to be the season where he's going to go out there and he's going to get 30 at night, and it's going to be an impactful 30. And we're going to sit there and say, dang, D-Book is really cold. But I just feel like he's still learning. He's still learning. He's still picking his spots. And that's okay because he got a dog next to him, Chris Paul, who going to teach him the ropes, who going to tell him what to do, who tell him when it's time to give and go, you feel me? But at the same time, I feel like he one season away from the MVP. He one season away. Joel Embiid is having a very great year. He is. Um, it's a couple NBA players having a very great year. So, like, you just got to look into that. But D-Book, if you're watching this, bro, Big toe mess with you, man. Big toe mess with you. You're just not MVP this season. But, you know, one thing that you would never be, D-Book, one thing that you would never be is Kevin Durant. I'm <laughs> That's what I want you to know, D-Book. If you're going to take anything from this, the only thing you would never be, D-Book, is Kevin Durant. And that might be good for you, but you would never be KD. That's just home. That, that's just that's just on big toe. You feel me? But, um... Now we want to talk about why do people really want to ask me about this? I rock Yeezys, bro. I'm not a fan of cuz like that, though. I'm just going to be honest. But people want to know, is Ye tripping? And I can't tell a man that he tripping for going out and, like, fighting for his family or doing what he see fit as far as, like, pursuing his relationship with his wife. Because who am I to tell him that he should just give up on a relationship? Now, do I do think that he does some stuff that is, you know... That's not cool to do. Yeah, he takes stuff to social media, but she also takes stuff to social media. My only problem with Ye is his circle. I feel like Ye don't got great friends. I feel like Ye should have some friends that would tell him, like, hey, bro, you might be tripping a little bit. And I feel like I got those friends in my life. Shout out to Jaden. Shout out to Darius. Shout out to Bruce. Shout out to my big brother, Trey. Shout out to Sydney. Shout out to Kara. My baby. Shout out to Aviance. I can always talk to... All of them. And I save Aviance last because you always save the best for last. Shout out to you, baby. Shout out to you. I know you're watching this. 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 You feel me? But Oh, me. Like, yeah. So, dang, I done lost my spot. I didn't got to think about my girlfriend in here. Y'all got me losing my spot. But, yeah, I feel like you got to have friends that tell you when you're doing wrong. 
And even though Kim moved the way she moved, I don't feel like Ye should be doing all of that with the skeet stuff and all of that. And that's a terrible nickname to give a man if he is having sex with your wife. Please don't ever call a man who is having sex with your wife skeet. You are throwing him the craziest alley-oop all the time. And he lucky that Pete Davidson not like that because if it was me, I would have said some whole other stuff. You know, you calling a man skeet, he out here skeet, no, your wife is crazy, bro. It's just too many parallels in the world. You know, yeah, don't give that man no more attention. And what I can also say is I agree with him about his daughter being on TikTok. But the one thing I could tell him, you married and had kids with a woman who's a social media influencer. These kids is going to be like their parents. A lot of us are like our parents in a lot of ways, whether we like to say it or not. So when you marry a woman and she's a social media influencer, I'm not saying it makes it okay for your kid to be out on TikTok dancing for all these grown people to see. But I'm saying think about who they influence is. Ooh, let me let me hit the apple juice. Y'all about to see it. I'm pouring up this apple vizzle. You feel me? But anyway, <laughs> yeah, think about that. Like, who's their influences in life? All right, who's their influences in life? Because I just had to check in with my with my camera guy. But yeah, think about who their influences is in life because it shouldn't be surprising what's going on. About like if you look into the family that they're around and who they're around and what they do, you shouldn't really be surprised about what's going on, and you you really can't be mad at it. So, all right, man. Sadly, man, we getting down to one of the last topics, man. Y'all wanted to talk about <laughs> y'all wanted me to talk about Will Smith smacking this shit out of Chris Rock, and that's crazy because Chris got rocked, and everybody hates Chris because Chris really got rocked out there. You know that's bad, but. One thing I can tell y'all is, okay, this is how I look at the situation. For two years, Chris Rock, no, nah, not Chris Rock. He the butt of every joke now. Nah, he just got the shit smacked out on TV. But Will Smith been the butt of every joke. They crack jokes about the entanglement. They crack jokes about August Alcina. They crack jokes about his, they talk about his kids being weird. Y'all Y'all say a lot about this man. And to be honest, I just feel like this is the one time somebody tried to say something in his face. When you get on social media, man, sometimes you don't even realize a lot of this stuff isn't real. Like, it's not. People say stuff behind their cameras and behind their phone screens they never say to your face. And maybe Will Smith made a vow to himself that the next time, the time that somebody tried to disrespect him in his face, he's going to do something about it. Now, do I think it's right for him to go out on stage and smack a man on stage? No. But I can't tell him how he should defend himself. Because at the end of the day, people say stuff about you all the time. And it's very... And some of us choose to be the bigger people and not to respond. But sometimes it gets to be too much. And I understand everybody's a person. Like I said before, whether you got 10 million or 10 cent in your pocket, you a person. And Will Smith is a person. So at some point, he got fed up. And the one thing I can say that I don't think enough people are talking about, Chris Rock. Just listen to me, brother, real quick. I don't mean this to be disrespectful in no way. But you literally... You probably got two or three minutes up there because you presenting on a war. You're not even hosting the show. Chris Rock, it's a million white people in the crowd. Why do you got to go up there and talk about the two black people in the front, bro? You know people pick on Will Smith all day, bro. Why do you got to take time to try to embarrass this man even more, bro? Like, why, bro? Like, what, what did you think you was going to get out of that? Like, that's not cool. Now, should he have smacked you? No, but it's a million white It's a million people in the building. Why you go up there and you try to pick with bro? And... I just, I don't like that. And to the people out here that saying it's embarrassing as people because of the appeal we sh we want to have to white people, it's embarrassing that it happened because of the way it makes black people look to black people. 
not the way it makes black people look to white people. We shouldn't, and I'm going to say this for myself, I don't look for white acceptance. Now, do I want a corporate job? Do I do certain stuff so we can secure the bag? Yes. But at the same time, we can't look for white people to understand black people because if they did, they would have never enslaved us. Black, white people are always going to look at us a certain way. And it's true. Anytime we do something, whether we wear our jeans a certain way, whether we wear our hair or anything a certain way, they're going to look at us as animalistic and barbaric. And they always go find an excuse to do it. So I don't feel like Will Smith, if you would smack a man in front of a black man, don't not smack him because there's a white man in the room. Like, we can't look for white acceptance because white people are never going to understand black people. We shouldn't even put stake in their awards because it's all politics behind it. It's all about who, can we go there and be on our best behavior? Why can't we just go there and be ourselves? They're, them, they're themselves. White people are barbaric too. It's aggressive white people just like it's aggressive black people. So it's, it's to the people who say they made us look bad because they finally let us do something, we, we don't have to bank on them letting us do anything. Let's put... Let's put time into embracing our own culture and lifting up our own people. White acceptance might not ever come. And I don't want to, me personally, I don't want to die in this world living my life to appeal to white people all of my life and not living my life for myself. I embrace my people. I give my people flowers on this podcast. And I'm not, I'm not sitting here looking for white acceptance. Even if I get big, I get a million followers, a million subscribers, a million dollars. If I never host a BET Awards, I'd be good. If I never host the Grammys, I'd be good. If I never do certain things because I'm not willing to sacrifice integrity for them, I'll be good. I'm always going to be tort. And I'm always going to be big toe. And that's what you got to know. So, Will Smith, I'm not going to tell you you're right. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong either. One thing I can tell you is I understand you being a person and being fed up. And Chris Rock, I understand you sitting up there and saying, I'm a comedian and nobody should smack me on stage but also to that i have to say chris rock if you don't if you want to be unfiltered and you want to be uncompromised you got to take what come with that bro you can't say i want to be unfiltered and uncompromised and everybody around should just accept what i say and like it people aren't so if you're gonna be unfiltered bro you gotta you gotta deal with the fact that people not gonna like it i have to deal with the fact that some people gonna watch this episode and they're not gonna like some stuff that i said but it's life and if somebody hits you you could have hit him back if you wanted to like, you would have been totally justified. So I hope the situation blow over. I hope Will, one thing I do think Will should learn from this, though, is Will, when something happens, check it the first time. Don't let it get to the 17th or the 72nd time, and then you want to check it. Because if you told people not to disrespect you from the door and that you wasn't going for on social media, I bet you these jokes would have died a long time ago. But when you let stuff build up and you let stuff fester, even if we want to be the bigger people in our lives, you got to control your own narrative. So the one thing I tell you, Will, is don't let it get to the 72nd time somebody trying to disrespect you, bro. Next time somebody disrespect you the first time and you take offense to it, I'm not saying just random fans and stuff, but on that type of level where they was when the August Alcina and the entanglement, bro, check that junk out the door. So you don't have to build up all of this hate in your heart and go out and smack somebody on national television. Now, that's the woke side of me. I laugh hard as shit when he smacked this shit out of that nigga. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I laughed so hard. I couldn't believe it, man. He smacked him. And then the guy literally said, Oh my God. Will Smith just came up here and smacked this shit out of me. That was so awkward, bro. Like, I was dying over here. I'm like, damn, gang, they got up there. And they didn't put the whoop, whap, boop, bam on cuz. Like, that's crazy. That's crazy. They didn't put it on him. They didn't put it on him for real. 
they they didn't put the squat on cuz man i ain't gonna lie chris rock you need some hitters man he should have did that junk and been getting stumped out in the parking lot now look y'all this is the unwoke side of me i'm just i'm just joking now don't listen to the stuff i said before this is just jokes but dang chris rock chris you got rocked up there on me that's crazy you shouldn't have went down like that bro it wasn't even a down gold fraser moment bro it was just a, it was a dang that joke was hard to see man he smacked you and my heart jumped into my stomach i just felt disrespected as a man that he i felt disrespected that he smacked you the way he smacked you you know what i'm saying that's crazy bro but yeah so this been the first episode of laboratory podcast it's a couple people i want to thank thank you to aviance trey bruce darius Jaden, my bye, Jay Bud, Momo, Marshawn, if you're watching this, check in. Thank you to Armani. Thank you to Duress. Thank you to everybody who has believed in my platform. People who have reposted me, Michaela, all types of people. Like, I, I appreciate all of y'all for tuning in. I'm going to do this more. I'm going to put this on a couple different platforms. So, YouTube, Apple, Spotify. Um, try to get it on Amazon Podcasts as well. I'm still figuring that out. But one thing I can say is I appreciate all of y'all for checking in, man. This the lab, man. When I send stuff, when I send the polls out, man, y'all see I actually listen to my fans. So send some stuff in. Give me some stuff to talk about. You feel me? Show some love. Because that's what we here to do. We here to show love. We here to we here to live. We not here to exist. So show love, man. Send some stuff into Big Toe. And like I said, bro, I'm a normal person. If you want to talk, if you want to chop it up, hit me up. I'm just like y'all, man. And I love all of y'all. I'm so thankful for y'all checking into my podcast. I really had a great time. And, like, I just want y'all to know that I appreciate y'all. This is big news, too. I might have some merch dropping at the beginning of the summer. It's going to be real limited. Yeah, when I say limited, limited. Like, limited. Like, limited. Like, limited. Like, limited. Like, limited. Like, limited. So, if you really want to be a supporter, man, make sure... You just pay attention. I'm going I'm to let y'all know when it drops, but just stay tuned and embrace Big Toe, man. Come back to the lab next week. We're going to do more stuff. The first the first video that's going to drop is this full video, and then every day is going to be chopped down pieces of video dropping on YouTube. This is going to be on Spotify in the full version and Apple in the full version, you know, all the different platforms. But, man, y'all check in the Big Toe. This the laboratory, and you don't ever forget, you could be everything in the world, but you could never be Big Toe. And that's me. I'm out.